Welcome to the Beachy Moondoom Show, a ministry of Our Lady of Mount Carmel Catholic Church in Newport News, Virginia. So I was sharing a story about my children this morning, getting me up at five in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. I'd already been up by 30 minutes by then, but that's okay. <laughs> so you're saying you just don't feel sorry for me. <laughs> yep. One, the older one decides to wake up, then the little one follows, mm-hmm. and then the attempts to get them all to go back to sleep failed yeah. miserably. Mm. So I spent about 45 minutes hoping against hope that they would go back to sleep. And really, I should have just gotten up at five when the first <laughs> one was up and said, that's it. And abandoned. Started brewing the coffee. I started brewing the coffee. Just get going. <laughs> but I thought, uh, you know, that that this morning made me realize how much abandoning is so yeah, difficult. It really is. Like abandoning everything to God. Because there's so many things that I hold on to that I'm not even aware of. Mm-hmm. Like when I wanted to wake up versus when I woke up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, I mean, how many of us hit our snooze button when the alarm goes off. I mean, that was me before kids. Yeah. Kids don't have a snooze button. I wish they did. Yeah. No, when they're up, someone's got to be up with (laughs) them. They're up. up. (laughs) And if not, then they're getting into things that you don't want them getting into. So, Well, I think it's interesting how when we we decide, you know what, I think I'm going to start doing God's will more and mine less, how many things, how many opportunities that presents to us when we're consciously aware of, you know, trying to do God's will. It seems like it's rapid fire, one thing after the next that we have to turn over. And I think the soul becomes crazy with the fact that how much is going to be taken. I've got, I got to keep something on reserve here. <clears throat> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have your, your favorite your sweet or whatever, and you come home and someone else has eaten it. Yeah. You know? I was like, what, yeah. what else do must I lose? Right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. I think there's a, um, you know, as one as one gets falls more in love with Christ, yeah. that's that's what happens, mm-hmm. right? He starts to point out, either in our own prayer, mm-hmm. uh, the realization that we have something to work on that we didn't realize before, right? Which can be disconcerting, mm-hmm. right? If you never thought you had a problem with, you know, whatever, you know, gossip, or maybe you never thought you had a problem with vanity, or and yeah. then suddenly it's showing up. For sure. Clear as daylight in your life mm-hmm. because Christ is showing you mm-hmm. that that's something mm-hmm. to be worked on. Or lots of opportunities to let go of things that you really cared about. For sure. I uh, I think about, I was, I was just telling you this a little bit earlier, that uh, that pretty much anything that I owned that I cared about, the boys have gotten to at some point as yeah. little kids. And and like favorite coffee mugs, you yeah. name it, it's yeah. it's broken. <laughs> <laughs> and destroyed. <laughs> and I can remember like the first time that happened and how upset mm-hmm. I was. Mm-hmm. And now when it happens, I just <laughs> – <laughs> I don't even think I sigh. I mean I just pick it up and throw it away. Right. Like it's just <laughs> – there's no point, right? Right, like, right. My boys are way more important than than the stuff that gets broken. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's frustrating. It is. But uh, over time, the Lord has worked that out of me, right? He has has caused me to be more detached. For sure. Um, And so today's topic, I thought we'd talk a little bit more about the book. Yeah. And in particular, Jacques Philippe's focus is on total abandonment. Yeah. And not just like surrender this, surrender that, mm-hmm. but everything. Yeah. Do you think that's scary? Is that scary? Well, I think that it's, um, yeah, I think it can be, it can be scary. Um, 
but the other thing it can uh, that I think it can be is um, how do I do that? You know, like I think it, not only can it be scary, but what are the things I have to give up and what does that look like? And so we certainly can't be people who are sitting in the street, you know, cross-legged with nothing around us, you know, because we've, we've abandoned everything. But I think what the Lord wants us to do is uh, abandon those dispositions within us that are that have a tendency to get tied down um, or weighed down uh, by things that are, you know, just not helpful. You know, I think every external thing that we're attached to probably has a an internal uh, attachment inside, you know, yeah. that we really need to take a look at and, um, you know, and, and try to discern uh, with the Lord's help what that is. You know, what are we attached to? And uh, what does it mean to to just be free to abandon, you know, everything to God? I think that's probably the biggest question people have. What does that mean exactly? Sure, sure. And I think there's there's a relationship, obviously, between the inner disposition uh-huh. and then the actions that we take. Yeah. So if there's a recognition that there's an inner disposition mm-hmm. that we have to let go of, mm-hmm. maybe it's mm-hmm. a... a, a an unhealthy attachment to uh, affirmation from yeah. a particular person. For like, sure, yeah. It might mean taking a break from that relationship, whatever yeah. that is. Like just not necessarily being rude to that yeah. person, yeah. but but really like stepping back, mm-hmm. right? And and doing something externally to help break that disposition, right? Right, right, right. right. Um, or for instance, uh, you know, money, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think everybody, especially in times of COVID and mm-hmm. shifting uh, markets and everything else, there's there's fear in that. And the inner disposition is that attachment to security. For sure. Ultimately, right? It's not, right. I mean, the, what is the money? It's the security that the Absolutely. money offers. Absolutely. Yeah, the money presents a certain amount of security and power. <clears throat> right. And the ability to take care of oneself. And I think ultimately, um, when we give over everything to the Lord, we entrust to him uh, that he has everything that we need, you know, ultimately, uh, that we we know that, that he provides us with that security and we stand in need of him versus being able to take care of ourselves. Right, right. And sometimes that means that outward external action of giving more, uh-huh. right? Giving a little bit more mm-hmm. because it hurts, because mm-hmm. it is a little difficult. Yeah. And seeing that God is still there for you. Yeah. Like God has not abandoned you. Right. You, you, you know, you did without Starbucks one day and, you know, or a week you brewed your own coffee, you gave yeah. that money to the, to the church or to yeah. the poor. And then you realize, oh, I made it through the week. It's okay. Like yeah. God was still with me, even though right. I didn't have my right. coffee every right. day. You know, my favorite coffee every day. Right. And that's a good point. I think some people also think um, that whatever I give, whatever I give up, it's it's going to go badly for me. Like it, life's going to just become a drudgery and difficult and... Um, and uh, the Lord doesn't have anything really good to replace it with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's no trust that there's anything good on the other side of it. We are just expected to give things up and to live without joy. Yeah. <laughs> is ultimately, you know, I think our greatest fear is that we really aren't going to live uh, with joy. We don't necessarily see how that can be joyful. Sure, sure. And the idea that, okay, God wants to take it, but then nothing in return. Right. Like leave this void. Right. And I'm just supposed to grit my teeth and get through it. Right. Um, And 
I think what comes with the total detachment, total abandonment, and I'm not there for anyone listening. I'm not there. I'm yeah. still practicing these things is interior peace. Right. That's one of the great gifts right. that's given. You meet someone who just is totally abandoned to mm-hmm. the Lord mm-hmm. and you sense that peace. Yeah. You know, you sense that they have something that you don't have because you're worried about all these things. Right. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? And and so that's I think that's one thing God does replace it with. Right. right. For sure. But then also the practical, I think about how when my family, when we decide for a time to do without TV or we decide to and and what ends up replacing that, right? But board games or more right. walks in nature right. or so th- even something more immediate that's given back that is tangible. Right. And yes, greater peace to have mm-hmm. turned off the screen and be doing something else, but also right. like something more richly given uh, that we can point to and say, look, yeah. that, that filled the gap and it's beautiful and wonderful. Right. And I'm glad I did it. Right. So many, you know, countless times during Lent when I hear people give up certain things and then at the end of Lent you talk to them and they talk about maybe the first few weeks being kind of drudgery. Yeah. But then the last few weeks being, I'm so glad I don't think I'll go back right. to that. Right, 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 right. <laughs> um, and those are ways in which God just returns mm-hmm. the favor. Right. right? You get, mm-hmm. and, and always more so. Do you find yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like when we let go, it's actually more that he gives back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's interesting that Jacques Philippe talks about is that in order, so this is directly from the book, in order that abandonment might be authentic and engender peace, it must be total. Yeah. Total. And then he goes and he, you know, he quotes the saints that they, uh, you know, that's what they experienced. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, this is the way to happiness because if we leave God free to act in his way, he's infinitely more capable of rendering us happy than we ourselves are. Right. Because he knows us and loves us more than we can ever know or love ourselves. Because mm-hmm. ultimately, isn't the detachment somewhat a love of self? Like when I yeah. want to have my sweets no matter what, because that's my that's always my pitfall. I love yeah. my dessert. Mm-hmm. Then, then I'm – it's like a self-love thing. I'm providing this for myself because I need it. Right. And not, and not only that, but, um, what you think because of, because you're a, a thinking, feeling person, um, you are able to determine for yourself what you need. You don't need anybody else to tell you that. Right. Um, forgetting, I think we forget an awful lot that, that, um, that we're not perfect creatures, that a fall took place and our vision is skewed a bit, and mm-hmm. so are our senses. And um, but we seem to think, you know, what I'm in total charge of myself. <laughs> I'm right. a per- I can perfectly determine for myself what's good, what's bad, and um, if you know, as as the saying goes, if it feels good, then that's what I'm going to do. But but that totally negates the fact that uh, a fall happened, and um, that uh, God sent His Son. Uh, to to reconcile uh, us back to the Father, and that there are certain things because of the fall that we need to do uh, in a way that we need to abandon ourselves back to the Father so that we can make good choices. Right, right. And that's where trust in Holy Mother Church comes in. Right. Is this recognition that God has, that Christ has uh, established a church to yeah. be that where his Holy Spirit guides us through the spiritual life. Mm-hmm. And so when we look at the Ten Commandments and the Beatitudes and then we look at the Catechism and 
we look at the seasons of the church, like these are all ways in which we are being guided to be more humble and obedient to something greater than ourselves. Mm -hmm, Right. mm -hmm. Because there's that, there's that, um, I find this in myself. I see this in other people, that tendency to say, I don't agree with this church teaching. And the reason they don't agree usually is because it takes away some creature comfort. For sure. Something that they care about and think that they need. And that's where trust that maybe we don't know what we need. Right. And maybe Christ knows what we need. And so he gave us a church and he gives us guidance through his word and through Mm -hmm. tradition Mm -hmm. and, and then the magisterium to help interpret that that allows us to live really freer lives right? because we, we weren't the ones who wrote the manual, mm-hmm. right? God wrote yeah. the manual for us. Right. Um, it, w- it would kind of be like someone who knows nothing about cars saying, no, I know how to fix this car. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I know what's best for my car and I am going to put water in the gas tank because right. that's what's best <laughs> for the car, right? <laughs> uh, you don't do that. You go to the guy who either the creator of it or the right. mechanic who knows it really well. Right. And so I think we have to kind of put that on that mindset on mm-hmm. in the spiritual life. Yeah, for sure. That maybe we don't know what's best for us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's where abandonment comes in. Do you think um, there's this, uh, like, so you mentioned one, one fear is maybe God not giving anything back, but there right. being drudgery. What about God just suddenly deciding to, okay, I'm just not going to help you anymore. Like, do you ever, do you, do you think there's a fear of that, that I'm going to give everything, but he's not going to hold true? Yeah. I mean, I, I yeah, I think that those are probably um, real fears that people have that, you know, he's, he's not trustworthy or truthful or, you know, that this doesn't end well. Uh, anytime those types of thoughts come into mind, you know, it's always, uh, you know, the devil trying to, you know, get us off course to, you know, freak us out, to, to make us afraid. Uh, ultimately, we have a God we trust. Um, if we experience him uh, in prayer, if we experience him in uh, relationship, then it's, uh, it's still, it can be difficult to, to not listen to, you know, those words of the devil saying he's gonna, you know, he's not going to come through. Maybe this is all a fabrication of your mind, you know, and um, everybody else looks happy. Look at them, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. belly up to the bar or, you know, at the movie theater or doing whatever it is that, that people do to enjoy themselves. And, and aren't you the only one who, you know, is taking this thing seriously? So, yeah, I think that that, you know, that, that can be a fear for people, but the Lord says that he's trustworthy. And so sometimes just going back to the scriptures, you know, mm. uh, and especially, uh, you know, Moses uh, leading uh, with the Lord's help, the people out of Egypt, and uh, and then time and time again, story after story of him being faithful. It's kind of hard um, when you look at all of those images to say, yeah, he's going to be unfaithful. Yeah. You know, it gets, it gets to be... Um, a little bit more difficult. And then if you think of him answering your own prayers or the times that you have experienced him in the life of your family or in the life of your, your children or you're in your own life, uh, it's hard to say, yeah, he's not going to be faithful. You know, regardless of whether I've been faithful or not, the Lord, you know, will always be faithful uh, until, you know, until my, my last breath, uh, you know, that's, that's what we have to hold out to. So there are many things I think that we can be afraid of in surrendering, uh, to the Lord. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I think it goes back to, I mean, it's the same temptation in the garden to Adam and Eve, mm-hmm. right? The devil, yeah. the devil says, did God really say? Yeah. Right? There's this immediate mm-hmm. um, it, lie yeah. and twisting of the truth yeah. about God yeah. and that he isn't really who he says he is. He's holding out on you, right? Right. And, uh, and you're right. I mean, I think if we look at the pattern of our lives or even just uh, meditate on the fact that we take our very next breath because mm-hmm. God holds us in existence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and and so he is faithful moment by moment, mm-hmm. and continues to uh, bring life to us, right? Yeah. Through um, and and give us that. So I think, yeah, I think it's important to to just recall those moments of great uh, of great faithfulness from God and the crucifixion, right? Just looking sure. at a crucifix that sure. that he went this far for us, and I th- I think some somewhat maybe like practically speaking. You know, how do we go about you? You mentioned at the beginning, like how do we how do we go about detachment? How do we even yeah. start? Yeah. Um, what are some like practical tips that you would offer for for starting out on becoming more detached? Should I just give everything up? Should I Saint yeah. Francis yeah. it and just you know <laughs> give my give every last ounce away and, and go? Um, well, yeah, I I think that. Um, you know, I think that ultimately, if we pay attention to our lives, we know what we should give up. You know, we know the things that we should give up. I think, uh, and we talked a little bit about bef- uh, this before we, we aired, but I think we know those things and we can see them. And oftentimes we want to give up the things that we want to give up. Sure. So we, we start saying, you know what, I think I'm going to follow the Lord and I'm going to give this up. And so that's usually the things we're willing to give up and they benefit us in some way. Personally, uh, we know that. Um, that's why we choose to give them up. They may be difficult to give up, but they still uh, offer us a benefit. Um, but the Lord um, provides us with enough things to give up, temper, impatience, um, sleep, <laughs> sleep, uh, food. I mean, the Lord gives us all many things to give up during the day if we pay attention to it. Um, things that maybe we need to give uh, our friend uh, time, you know, time to listen or um, uh, give up sleep because, you know, family members uh, or pets are awake. <laughs> um, give up uh, food. Uh, who knows? So you may have picked up McDonald's and now you're on the street corner and, you know, passing a, a block where there's a guy outside the window. You know, there could be any number yeah. of th- reasons why you, 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 know, you have to give up something that you don't even need to make up. Sure. You know, and um, and we talked about, again, we talked about this before we aired, but they could be things that at the end of the day, you've paid attention to so many small things. And at the end of the day, you're like, what now? You know, <laughs> you, you're trying to reach a right. point where you, where you don't want to give anything mm-hmm. else up. Mm-hmm. Um, now you want to be on the receiving end of that or at least be left alone. <laughs> so I think the Lord does provide us with enough um to do that we don't have to come up with our own to-do list. I think if we could just take time to be quiet and still and say, you know what, today I'm going to follow the rhythm of the day. I'm going to pay attention 
and um, to what to what's around me, and to offer to God, uh, you know, all of those moments that I recognize that you know what this is a moment that I can give to the Lord. And if we're giving each moment to the Lord, um, and being present in that moment to our neighbor, to ourself, if we're alone, to our work, to um, to uh, the the just people in society that are around us, then I think that um, that that's everything we have. Yeah. You know, um, and and we could have many things beyond that. Mm-hmm. You know, we haven't given up the house, um, but um, we've you know essentially given up the house that we've built for ourselves, our internal structure, uh, the way that we've 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 wired ourselves to be um, self-serving. Uh, and master of our own house, you know, if we give up each moment and just uh, try to focus on that, then I think um, we'll probably uh, be able to hear the Lord more and see where he, where he wants to move us. Yeah. And I think it's important too, that, that God's grace will give us the strength for these things. Yeah. So if we start being open to it in the moment, I mean, maybe you are called to be like St. Francis, yeah. and that was a grace that he was given in that moment to say everything now, everything now. But even yeah. leading up to that point, he had moments where things were changing for, for him. sure. Right? And we know the moment where he hands his clothes over to his dad and is done. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a, a moment of special grace. But even moving up to that were moments of little mm-hmm. grace, uh, little, you know... Um, encounters with God that continue to change and transform. And I think that's the way with some things that we know we need to be detached about. Like for me, I always struggle with fasting. Fasting is not my favorite thing. I, every time Lent comes around, I, you know, do not look forward to Ash Wednesday and Good Friday because those are the days you're supposed to fast. But over time, I think the Lord has just given me grace for that, that I've been able to add fasting into more than just Lent. Mm -hmm. And it's total grace because I'm terrible at it. I get, I'm, I get hangry, right? All the things, but, but the Lord has just over time given me that grace and walked me through that detachment. So if we really abandon all, then it means that we even abandon those things that we struggle to let go of and let God do it in his time. For sure. And if we continue to grow in relationship with him, he will. Yeah. He'll do that for us. Mm-hmm. So we we pray for you as you continue to learn sure. to abandon and uh, pray for us as we do that and uh, look forward to uh, Our Lady of the Rosary, which is tomorrow. We're, we're recording this on Tuesday right before Our Lady of the Rosary. Mm-hmm. So we abandon all to the Lord through her hands. Uh, Till next time, Our Lady of Mount Carmel. Pray for us. Thanks again for tuning in. We would love for you to join the conversation that we started by sending us an email at vichimundum1633 at gmail.com or by connecting with us on Facebook and or Instagram. And while we love doing these podcasts, we really love hearing from and starting relationships with you even more. I also want to extend an invitation to you that if you like these shows and would like to see more produced by our parish, please feel free to support what we're doing. You can go to Our Lady of Mount Carmel's website and give online by designating your donation to Vichy Mundum. Monthly gifts are especially helpful. Finally, as a reminder, the views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the presenters alone, and they do not necessarily reflect the views of Our Lady of Mount Carmel Church or the Catholic Diocese of Richmond. God bless you, and we look forward to talking with you soon.